0: Today's topic is handling criticism and how do you respond to criticism? How do you deal with criticism? Mm. Because that's a really tricky one.
1: Right. Right? So receiving criticism?
0: Yeah. How do you receive criticism and then respond to it in the appropriate way?
1: Yeah. It's a very important skill um, because criticism, at least criticism that's intended to be helpful, can be very constructive in terms of Helping get you on track, mm-hmm. uh, you know, improving and uh, refining your delivery. If it's, if it's particularly in communication, often criticism has a lot to do with how do you deliver it. Do you deliver it uh, clearly? Do you deliver it um, politely? Did you, you deliver it epithetically?
0: Yeah, right. exactly. So in this context. Um, we can definitely talk about in another lesson sort of how do you give criticism. That's a separate topic, but today's topic is really focusing on once you receive the criticism and however you received it, if it was in a nice way, in a polite way, or if it was in sort of a, an abhorrent way, <laughs> right, <laughs> how do you respond? How do you then, you know, come back to the person and look at them in the eye and tell them your two cents, right? Right. Because right. it's really it's really hard. It's really hard. I mean, we don't necessarily like criticism. Um, if you treat it as a constructive type of criticism, which is what you touched upon, Greg, then we can change our mindset about it and our perspective on it. So that's really important. Um, but today we're talking about how do you, once you receive that criticism, what are you supposed to make of it?
1: Got it. Yeah. And again, I think um, – the ability to receive criticism is very important, not just because, um, well, let's, let's say first because, yeah. um, you know, learning how to receive it can help you process it efficiently and effectively mm-hmm. so that you can actually learn from it. And then the second thing is if you uh, don't receive it well, then you can turn off the people from ever giving you criticism in the future. And that's shutting off an opportunity Uh, to get constructive feedback, right? And so I think a person who's good at receiving criticism uh, is likely to get more of it in Mm -hmm. a way that helps them get better at what they do.
0: That's a really good point. So I love that because that helps us see it more of an opportunity for growth, right? An opportunity to improve. So let's backtrack a sec and, and start thinking about ways of, once you receive the criticism, what do you do internally? So in communication, there's the intrapersonal communication aspect and then the interpersonal communication aspect. So we focus on both of these things um, at, at here So at Exploring. Um, so we focus on both of these things. And in the beginning, so when you take that criticism, think about if there's any kernel of truth in that. Is there mm. anything that could be valid? Is there any merit to that criticism? And one of the best ways to know if that is the case, if you yourself were aware of it in the process of, let's say doing, let's say filing a report for which you got criticism about how you filed it. Let's say in the moment you weren't really feeling it. So that's one way. If you were aware of that, that you weren't in your best, you know,
1: Were you expecting it?
0: Exactly. Like, were you expecting it? But the other way is to sort of, from other people if you've received that same type of criticism in other you know scenarios in mm. other situations so let's say it's not about the filing of the report it's about maybe sloppy email writing right you've, you've written an email in haste and you sent it off without really double checking maybe there's some spelling errors um, right that kind of thing so maybe multiple people over the years have, Sort of dinged you for that. That's another way to know if there is any kernel of truth in that. Is there any, you right. know, identifying valid... some
1: kind of um, consistent pattern in the feedback that you're getting?
0: Exactly. So that way we know if it's just, you know, if there's if there's some truth to it, or if it's just an ad hominem, an attack on us as a person, as opposed to on the work.
1: Right. And right? and and actually, just so that we're clear. Yeah. Um, when we're saying criticism, are we really talking about feedback or are we talking about um, input that can be intended to be purely critical versus uh, constructive?
0: I think it's both. Okay. I think it's it's really about how the receiver of the criticism, and I'm putting that in quotes because it could be feedback it, or it could be actually an ad hominem, an attack on the person. It's all about how you treat it. So, if you were to treat it as criticism and you were to atta- and you were to take offense to mm-hmm. it, then that's one thing, right? If the criticism is more of you know some feedback, some you could do this, it would be nice if that kind of thing, I think it's more of the feedback, but the criticism, I feel like it's inherently you know there's some like what's the word I'm looking for? a little bit of like uh friction to it. Right. Right. So it's all about how we interpret it.
1: You're right. I mean, for one person delivering it, they may be delivering it, and in their minds, they're saying, "I'm delivering feedback here," right? And so in their minds, it's feedback and it's neutral and it's intended to be helpful and constructive. On the other hand, you could have uh, the person who's receiving it listen, and 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 in their minds, they're like, "This person's attacking me." Right. Right. There's not a kernel of truth in this. There's no merit to it, and um, you know, they're trying to bring me down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and and so um that is an example of how uh what to one person is feedback to the other person can be an attack. Totally. Right? Um and I know today we're focusing on the the reception side, so we'll focus on that. Um the most important thing, as you were saying earlier, is the mental framing yes. of your reception, right? So regardless of how it's delivered to you, you still have the power to categorize it as an attack or feedback, right? Uh, And and to the extent that you can sort of guide your reception of it, right, steer your reception toward the feedback end of the spectrum, uh, you're more likely to be able to process it in, in a productive way. And that's where you can decide as you're processing is there any truth to this? And and we are saying, you know, is there any consistency? Have I heard this before? If this is coming out of the blue, I've never heard it before, and it doesn't really align with my personality, well, then maybe it isn't something I need to focus on. Exactly. On the other hand, if this is something that I've heard before and it's perhaps even something I'm working on, great. Here's another data point in terms of where I am versus where I want to be.
0: Absolutely. No, and it's true. And And the other way to sort of look at it is, if you know that there's not much merit to it and there's not even a kernel of truth to it, then knowing that, you can sort of challenge the critic and Mm. say, all right, thanks for the feedback. Or you don't even have to say that if you really don't feel like thanking them for it. Could you elaborate on this? Can you provide some evidence? Could you... Give me an anecdote. In other words, point out the actual instances of... Get
1: them to. Yes, yes.
0: Sloppy email writing, poor report filing, whatever it is that they're criticizing you for. And if they can't come up with anything, well, then there's your answer right there. Right? So challenge them. Ask them, okay, well, thank you. Can you, you, know, you tell me? Could you walk me through you know, where in this email you found it to be sloppily written?
1: Yeah. I think the more specific you can get with the uh, feedback that's being delivered to you, uh, the more effective you can make it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, at the same time, you don't want to, again, come off as aggressive. If you, if you uh, confront the person and say, Oh yeah, where's your proof? Right. (laughs) If you come at it like that, um, it's going to put them on the defensive and, Know, it, it sets the wrong tone for the rest of the conversation. Right, you want
0: to do it in a nice way, right? Like, so oh, could you show way. me where? It's a collaborative, right? Exactly. So, oh,
1: that's interesting. You know, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Is there anywhere in, in particular that that you saw that? Uh, that you know, that way I can sort of uh, calibrate exactly. my, my uh, you know, process accordingly.
0: Right. So, in your mind, you're thinking about, well, show me the proof, show me the evidence. But of course, in your delivery, you're... Polite but firm, right? We want to stand our ground. We want to be assertive with this because otherwise, you know, what's the point of 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 standing up for yourself? You you have to stand up for yourself. Um, so that's a really interesting way of sort of looking at it. I'm wondering what the audience thinks. What do you, what do the uh, the the exploring community uh, members think about the way of you know receiving criticism and how you dealt with criticism in the past, I want to hear from you. So let us know Yeah. Right now if you think of anything, uh, if anything comes to mind.
1: Yeah, in particular situations where uh, it's not clear to you, you know, whether it's criticism
0: mm-hmm.
1: or, or, feedback. or feedback, right? And I think yeah. those are the opportunities you have to then make a conscious choice to say this is feedback. Uh, it may be intended to be hurtful. It may intend to be... Um, you know, in some way uh, bringing me down, but I'm choosing to interpret it as feedback, and I'm going to use it as a potential learning opportunity to see, you know, are there ways that I can improve on whatever it is I'm getting feedback on. Definitely right.
0: Yeah, I think that's the best thing for you to actually, regardless of their intention and the intent behind the criticism or the feedback, however you want to describe it or label it, if you can just treat it as something that will be constructive and you treat it as a teachable moment, as a learning opportunity, you are so far beyond most people in terms of how they receive it, right? If instead of looking at it as a, as a negative, look at it as, of course, if there's truth to it, right? let's caveat it with that, look at it as an opportunity to grow and improve. And get maybe better at email writing or filing reports or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, early on in my academic career, I was really nervous about people reading my writing, right? Mm. So I would write a paper or something. And we had all these free resources uh, in terms of uh, the writing center, right? And peer reviewing. People can read and provide their feedback on my writing. And I just I would never bring my my uh, papers in. I just wouldn't. And as a result, I would get worse grades. And, and eventually, one of the teacher, you know, started forcing us to actually use the writing center. This was actually in college.
0: Right.
1: Um, and so I brought them in. And I remember being so incredulous, walking in there like, they think they can improve my writing. What is this? Like, I, I know what I'm trying to write here. And so I handed in. And we just got through it together. And I have to say, uh, uh, I was so wrong about uh, how it could help, right? right? Um, I went in there with this idea that um, the, only, the no one knows my writing better than than, than I do, so mm. how can they help? What they ended up doing is really helping me understand, you know, how am I framing my argument, right? How, how am I positioning uh, the, the points that I'm trying to make? Right. And what makes sense to me, what I realized mm-hmm. is that, what makes sense to me doesn't necessarily make sense to someone else, right? right. The way I frame it, I get it because, you know, that's, that's the you're way my mind works. You're in your worms. head and you're right. in your own head. But effective communication, effective writing, effective speech has much more to do with packaging something in a way that a broad group of people get it, right? A, a wide range of people. Totally. And mm-hmm. you can't get that kind of input without getting feedback, right? You you at the end of the day, you don't know how other people perceive what it is you're saying or writing uh, without getting their feedback. And so that's that's why I think developing uh, this uh, aptitude for, for receiving feedback can be so powerful. Right. Because at the end of the day, what it can help you do is speak with more clarity, write with more clarity. Um, and when you do that, you know, the world becomes a brighter place because suddenly things that you want to make sense to people do make sense to them.
0: Right. And it can help with building an argument, like being persuasive in your communication. Um, but getting another person's perspective is also, it's, it's, I mean, that's what you were getting at with the Writing Center, right? It's, it's really important to add that dimension. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of time we have, you know, uh, the the blinders on, right? Right. And that's just sometimes how it is, right? So we have to sort of step outside of that, take off the blinders, and allow other perspectives in because that provides a more enriching experience and also a more fulfilling existence as well.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: One thing that I uh, came across, so uh, many of you might be familiar with the amazing... And epic series Batt- Battlestar Galactica. Uh, we're big fans. And one of my favorite characters, uh, she's one of the main protagonists on the show, is Kara Thrace. She goes by Starbuck. That's her call name because she's a Viper uh, pilot. pilot. So she goes on a lot of, of adventures. Anyway, the actual actress uh, is also a really cool person. Um,
1: like in real life. In
0: real life. And she has her own YouTube channel. I'll link it below because it's it's fun. Like she does a lot of different um, like social experiments. She'll do just, you know, she's an entertainer. So she always says that she wants to make people laugh. She wants to entertain people. And she's just very authentic and genuine. So I, I personally uh, also really like the actress herself. And I was listening to a podcast uh, that she was on the other day. And she was talking about, you know, she's really into, like, transcendental meditation, personal growth, wellness, that kind of thing, which definitely aligns to what I'm interested in and what you are as well. So, anyway, she's talking about um, a time when she was actually diagnosed with thyroid cancer in her 20s um, and how that really affected her mental state and her worldview. And... Uh, You know, that's a big deal. So she was down a lot, which is totally understandable. And she talks about, you know, her process of getting out of that abyss Mm. and giving herself time to feel sorry about herself. But then also, you know, making sure she doesn't take away from life that she has right now in this moment. Right. Right. So she started playing this game. She created this game called The Three Things. And essentially what it is, is whatever situation that you are facing in the moment, be it, you know, criticism, be it something as, you know, banal as being stuck in traffic, but that obviously puts us in a bad mood, right? Because um, we can't get to our destination super fast. Um, whatever it might be that is, is uh, you know, ailing you in the moment, physically or mentally, think about three ways that situation could be worse. So... Mm. For example, you get, you know, um, you get dinged by your boss because the email was not written up to par. Right. Right. So think about how could that situation have been worse? What are three ways that could have been even worse? Maybe you had a migraine in that moment. Maybe you got fired because of it. Maybe what's another, like, not so good thing. From, from
1: from a email situation? Like, how
0: could it have been worse?
1: Right, I mean, your computer could have crashed and you lost all your data.
0: Okay, right? So those are three things that could have happened but did not. So immediately you're forced to be thankful that it was just being dinged for a sloppy email. Sure. Right? Sure. So I, when I listened to that, I was like, this is super powerful because it, it what it does is it forces you, you know, to... Get out of your body for a second, right? Look at it from a bird third. Um, what is it? Bird's eye view. Yep. And be grateful that it was just that. So, like with her thyroid cancer, she said, you know, she was looking at it as it could have been. They caught it early. It's a highly treatable cancer, and you know she was young and fit and relatively Otherwise healthy. healthy. Yeah. So all of these things made it so that she could overcome it, right? And there are so many other ways that it could have been worse so keep that in mind too when you get criticism right and if it's getting you down and if you find yourself in a negative downward like cycle and spiral jolt yourself out of it by saying how could this have been even worse than it actually is
1: yeah there's actually um that's very much in line with the stoic philosophy as well which is putting your situation in perspective of the greater sort of backdrop of suffering right uh because most of the time, uh, what we're experiencing can be very frustrating in the moment. Um, but when you sort of put in the bigger picture, it's a little blip and it's not you know, gonna change your life. Right. You know. Uh, and in her case, frankly, cancer is a life-changing situation. And even in yeah, that and, situation- Yeah, uh, and what's her
0: name? Katie Shackoff. Katie yeah.
1: Shackoff is her name. Really cool uh, person. But even in her situation, she was able to apply that, that uh, um, sort of methodology uh, to to sort of reframe it and keep her spirits up. And I think it is very important in the context of criticism, particularly in the moment of receiving the criticism, because it's so easy when when someone's giving you feedback or uh, you know, it could be more more aggressive than that, it's so easy to go on the defensive and and say, oh, but, oh, but see this and you know rationalize why their feedback, isn't actually correct the best the best thing to do in my experience is just to hear it out right your goal at that point isn't to convince them that you know they're wrong and that you're right that defeats the purpose the goal is simply to absorb the information Mm -hmm. and then you can process it on your own time and decide what aspects of it are worth considering and what are you know worth discarding right so when you're receiving the criticism, it's, it's about just gathering the information. It has nothing to do with trying to defend your position or convince, uh, the person delivering it of something else, right? Right. You're not on the stand here. There's there's not like a jury that's going to assess the situation. It's purely for your own, uh, benefit. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Going back to your strategy, I think by employing something like that while you're receiving criticism. The
0: three things.
1: The three things. Yeah, from
0: Starbucks. Right. Katie and, and, Shackoff.
1: Right. Um, by, by doing something like that, mm-hmm. you can reduce that sense of defensiveness, right? Because yeah. in your mind, you can say, okay, well, something, you know, they didn't like something I did here, or they have an issue with something I did, uh, it could have been worse. And, 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 and in this context, I'm actually getting some helpful feedback to maybe improve it.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I love the idea of listening first, right? Communication is 50% speaking, 50% listening, but it also changes depending on what you're doing. Um, and really trying to receive that. Mm. Think about it. Like, sleep on it. Don't respond right away if you can, if there's some time where you can think about it. Um, and then stow it away. And then revisit it when you're calmer, right? Because when, when we hear criticism, we tend to get a little bit tense or riled up or aggressive or defensive, all natural impulses and reactions. But in order to respond properly, we need some time with it, right? And just sit on it, right, for, for a little while.
1: Yeah. And, and that, what that gives your body time to do is reset to, to equilibrium. Yes uh and uh your brain can process information much more efficiently and accurately at that point Uh, in the moment it's very hard for you and earlier you were talking about um thanking the person for the feedback i like that i you know it it may feel a little empty uh you may not actually want to receive that feedback but i think it is good practice to just thank them for it because uh, it does two things one it 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 uh demonstrates to them that you're open to feedback generally so right. you're more likely to get in the future mm-hmm. um but it, secondly it does help frame your mind uh to be more receptive yeah. if you say thank you your brain is more likely to to, to think that it's getting something beneficial right so Definitely. it's it's a way of sort of tricking brain it's the same strategy that um i believe as benjamin franklin did when he uh was meeting when he met somebody that, that they, who, he didn't get along with.
0: Yeah, what did he
1: did. His, his trick was to uh, ask them for a favor.
0: Oh, that's right. right? Yes. So this
1: person, let's say you don't get mm. along with someone. You ask them for, for, to do you a favor. Uh, and the act of them doing you a favor gets them to like you more because the, in their minds, they're thinking, I would only do a favor for someone I like. So if I'm doing them a favor, I must actually like this person. And then secondly, for you, you get to say thank you and be grateful to that person, so it immediately creates this sort of rapport. Rapport, and so that that same concept I think applies to thanking someone when they're giving you feedback, yeah, because uh, it just it establishes um, a, a an atmosphere of appreciation and openness that uh, is good fertile soil for a healthy conversation.
0: I love that. Yeah, again with the growing analogies, right? Um, Because it is about growth. It is about growth. Um, So I think that's a really interesting way of sort of dealing with the criticism and how do you you frame it in a way that is actually going to benefit you. Yeah. Um, You know, and you also have to keep in mind the venue in which you receive that criticism and Mm. what criticism. There was an extra vowel in there that I just ate. You know, I remember... um, So I feel like this was a while ago, but I was a double major in college. And I had two thesis presentations back to back. And one was in French because I was a French major and also a communications major. And so I had my first, my first one was the communications defense. And this one was, we were at a podium and then we had basically a jury. So that's why when you said jury, it it made me think of that. Um, Professors. And, uh, and then also, like, audience members. Mm. And I remember getting asked a really tough question by one of the communication professors. Right. And it wasn't criticism, but it was definitely putting me on the spot. And I just remember um, saying thank you. And that really helped me kind of – it gave me, one, some thinking time. Yes. So, you know, saying thank you so much for that question or that's a really great question. Um Gives you time to think, even if it's a couple of seconds. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to frame it in a way, and it turned out it was a little bit out of the scope of what I had researched, but she asked it anyway because it was a really good question. So that helped. So when you get, my point here is when you get criticism on the spot, when when all eyes are on you, and you're at the podium, and people are waiting for your answer, Really be careful. Control how you react to that, right? You might first be so taken aback and startled by that that you, like, freeze up or you get really angry and really, like, red in the face. Um, <laughs> but avoid that, right? Try to be as calm as you can. Yeah. And then, you know, thank them and say, if you hadn't even thought of that, say it, right? If if you hadn't researched that specific thing, then say, that's a really good know uh that's a really good point i'm gonna revisit that um see if i get
1: some clarity exactly
0: right Right. so you don't have to do anything specifically with that criticism even when you are on the spot right it's really more about how you react to it
1: exactly it it is all about receiving it um yasmin had a very good question Mm -hmm. about um receiving criticism cross-generationally right oh. so in in my context uh if i was receiving uh a criticism from someone who was you know several decades older than i was okay or younger okay right um yeah, how, do, how do you do age, that right? and i think that's a really good point and, mm. and something that you want to pay attention to because um you know when you're receiving criticism who who is it that you're that's delivering it right what's their frame of mind and this goes back to what we were discussing earlier about uh getting feedback is is an exercise in understanding how other people see uh or perceive what you're saying right and in particular when you span different generations different generations have very different perspectives on the same situation um and right and and so uh you know when, when you're receiving it from uh, a, someone from a different generation, expect that it's going to be a little different right. from the way that you typically think about things. And don't let that catch you off guard, mm-hmm. right? I think you're more likely to disagree with a cross-generational piece of feedback mm-hmm. because it's the, you know, the, the thinking behind it will be so different from the way you think about it. But if your audience has people from a different generation, right? If you're trying to speak to people from a different generation then or- you, your own.
0: Than your own. Yeah.
1: Or, or to a broad set of generations, mm. then that's actually really valuable feedback because it'll help you realize that the way you're framing it might make sense to people your age, but yeah. not necessarily to people of different ages. Yes. So I think getting cross-generational feedback is actually incredibly valuable
0: yeah.
1: uh, because it does give you a fresh perspective on what it is you're trying to convey. Right. Uh, and the most important thing uh, with it is to decide, okay, now that I see this is how you know someone from a different generation sees it, is that important for what I'm trying to do? Mm. And if it is, if you are trying to speak across generations, then that's really helpful feedback that you should incorporate. If it's not relevant to your audience, okay, that's fine, but it's still worth keeping in mind as you deliver it because it can still, you know, help develop concepts that you're trying to articulate.
0: I love that. And then, again, it's enriching your experience and your perspective and ultimately your worldview. And it's it's about getting out of the echo chamber. Right. Right? Because with the echo chamber, you get basically information, points of views, perspectives from people who are like-minded and from the same generation maybe, right? So it's really nice to enrich that scope by broadening the the horizon so to speak
1: right yeah yeah so uh we're actually running up on our on our time limit um i think in terms of summarizing the conversation here
0: yeah there's a lot in there there
1: was <laughs> um it's that that criticism is an opportunity to to learn and grow and to in order to make the best of it uh you as the person, the recipient of the criticism, have the opportunity um, to frame it in a way that's constructive, right? Regardless of how it's delivered, that's not something you can control. But what you can control is how you receive it. And so if you can receive it and uh, get your mind in in a mindset that says, this is potentially useful information, let me process it, right? So if you can be in that receptive mindset, you're much more likely to be able to to derive value from it, and you, and in the process of receiving it, right? Uh, it's not about defending your uh, your position. It's right. not about uh, convincing them that that they're wrong. Right. It's all about collecting the information, Then you can process it on your own time and make your own decision about whether or not it, you know it's worth acting
0: on. Exactly, and be mindful of the way you might react. So if you know that you're a reactive person, take time with that, sit on it, stow it away, think about it, and then respond when you're calm and serene. So there's so much to say about this. There was more um, strategies in our lesson that we put out earlier this week. You'll see it up on the blog and also on the channel page on YouTube. So let us know what you think. Try out these strategies. What work for you? What do you feel like you could be doing Mm -hmm. to help you deal with the criticism um, in real life or online. Who knows? Yeah, we always love hearing
1: other people's approaches too because there are many, and and what works for some people doesn't work as well for others. So it's all about finding sort of what fits for you.
0: Yeah, and I love uh, when I see, you know, we get comments and we respond to all of them, and I also love it when the explorers comment on things that other people have commented on. That's yeah. just really community building. So I love that. So really encourage that. Yeah, as that's well. that's
1: that's it. I mean, it's not just about asking us questions. You guys have uh, valuable insights as well. And so, yeah, please do share them with each other. And that's what makes makes uh, the community uh, valuable.
0: Exactly. So thank you for everyone who joined this live stream. Thank you for your comments. I see some action over in the interactive chat. So thank you. And to those of you watching the replay later on, thank you as well. And we will see you next week for our next lesson and our next live stream.
1: Yes, looking forward (laughs) to it. Have a great weekend, guys.
0: Happy exploring, everyone.